This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Patriots of America, it is election day. Did you vote for America or did you vote for China? I'd love to talk about the vote for America today. However, we're going to talk about voting for China. And does China actually have a voting process? So, number one, how China views the U.S. elections. We're going to discuss that. How do they actually vote in China? And last but not least, bringing back the biggest, biggest, gigantic, tremendous, maximus bonehead of the millennial today on the podcast. Lead, follow, get the hell out of the way. This is The Gunny. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. President Reagan hits it on the nail. Enemies of freedom. If you are not for freedom, you're against it. Cut and dry it. It's a line that you got to cross. And many, many, many people in this country are crossing that line. Need I say the word media? I was shocked to find this video because I do not watch regular TV. And thus, I don't listen to the garbage that comes out of the media, and I support President Trump when he talk about fake news over and over again. Going to play a clip from CBS Sunday Morning. This past Sunday, November the 1st of 2020, and the clip talks about how China views the U.S. elections. Enough said, listen to this. Beijing's relationship with Washington is arguably one of the most important for the world. But it's been tough to find officials to go on record about the U.S. election. It's just too sensitive. Still, we did find one popular Chinese voice under the spotlight sharing humor and finding truth. America is kind of like my wife. China is like my mom. And now they don't get along. <laughs> And they both have nuclear weapons. Joe Wong is one of China's best-known stand-up comedians and a naturalized American. In 2010, he met then-Vice President Joe Biden at a roast. Anybody here who's waiting for Trump? Now he hopes Biden wins. Do you think most of the people in China prefer one candidate over another? A lot of people support Trump. They feel that it'll make it easier for China to surpass the U.S. That is why Trump has a nickname in China. It's called Chuanjianguo, nation builder Trump. Trump is the builder of a nation. The nation is just China. Uh, yeah, exactly. Who is our biggest foreign adversary? I would say China. 
President Trump explicitly blames China for America's devastating COVID outbreak, as he told Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes. They should never have allowed this plague to get out of China and go throughout the world. Just one of so many U.S.-China flashpoints. Taiwan's vibrant democracy. Forced re-education for Muslim Uyghurs in Xinjiang and Beijing's territorial claims in the South China Sea. Victor Gao is a prominent China policy advisor. If Trump wins, he will be completely unhinged and unrestrained, and he may go after his so-called enemies at home in the United States or his enemies abroad in the world. If Joe Biden is elected, President Biden may be invited immediately to visit China, we will be able I believe, for our two great nations to have wisdom and sanity and reason. Uh, anybody who's waiting for Biden. Back at the bar, Joe Wong thinks China's people care more about issues closer to home, their health and wealth. China just got the coronavirus under control and people are busy building up their businesses or going to school. These everyday stuff instead of the election in America. But whoever wins, it's a safe guess that Washington's most important foreign relationship, if anything, will grow even more important in the years to come. As Americans, we have to discern and understand what the media is doing. They are saying that China is this great nation that loves us, wants to be part of the world, wants to unite with us, etc. Wrong. In the conversation. Government employee, military, I've seen the results of what China wants to do. Communism, period, across the globe, in the conversation. So Biden meets with a Chinese comedian, a comedian, the vice president of the United States meets with a comedian of China and says, oh, I guess the foreign policy of China revolves around a comedian. Give me a break. Second part of this you have to understand is Taiwan. They specifically say Taiwan's vibrant democracy, which is true. Taiwan has a democracy. Podcast or two before, we talked about it. China will attack Taiwan and it will extinguish that democracy. You heard it from me. I guarantee you it's going to happen. You'll see. And yet, we're the enemies. We are the enemies. Trump will never go after China. Never. We have no reason to go after China. We have a huge reason with the trade with China. But we have no reason to cross that big pond and attack that country. This is what the media feeds down the Americans' throats. That we, as this country, want to attack China. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. So let's move forward and talk about how do they vote in China. So if China's this great nation, let's discuss exactly what they do 
in their voting process. As I stated before, if you don't know where to go to get the truth, it's going to be hidden from you. You're not going to get this from Google. You're not going to get this from the mainstream media. But you can dig in areas and places and articles where you can actually get the truth of what's going on and there's no narrative behind it. Great example here. Forbes magazine. China will be driven by 89 million votes this week, but don't call it democracy. This was in October 21st of 2017. The reason this article was written was because China was getting ready to elect their people into their government. So Salvador Babones on October the 21st, 2017, wrote this article. I'm going to remind you of this. There are 1.4 billion people in China, and this is what he says. 2,000 of the great and the good and many of the very rich of China have come together in Beijing to plot the course of the Communist Party of China for the next five years under its supreme leader, Xing Jinping. There to attend the 19th National Congress of the Communist Party of China, but you can't buy a ticket to this party. All of the 2,287 delegates to the Congress are of the people, remarkable achievement, and they are all elected. So if you don't have a remarkable achievement, you can't even get into the Communist Party. So you can't be an average citizen and get into this party. Which means only party members get to vote in this election. But with more than 89 million members, think about what I just said, 89 million members in the Communist Party, that's still a lot of voting. And vote they do. This year, the party elections recorded a voter turnout of 99.2% probability, a new record in 2017. That's up from just 98% five years ago. Voter turnout rates like these put the Western democracies to shame. Australia, the Western turnout champion, manages to just get over 90%, and that's with compulsory voting. So if there's 1.4 billion people in China and only 89 million are voting, do the math. Not even close to the mass population in China. So do they all get to vote? Well, let's go to the Chinese government website and talk about how they say the voting is done. Again, you can get all this information in the show notes. And you can do the research on your own because i got the links there for you. I do the research so you don't have to. But if you want to go do it, here it is. Here's the links. China's electoral system. And this is from gov.cn, which is the government state council, the People's Republic of China. And this is what they say. All citizens of the People's Republic of China who have reached the age of 18 have the right to vote and stand for election, regardless of the ethnical background, race, sex, occupation. 
family background, religious belief, education level, poverty status, or length of residence. People who have been derived of their political rights according to law do not have the right to vote and stand for election. One voter has only one vote in each election. So from the Chinese website, the government website, they're already telling you that the vast population of the country has no right to vote because they're not elitists. They don't have the background of what they say needs to be predominant. And what that is, remarkable achievement. If you have remarkable achievement, then you can become part of the Communist Party. That's voting in China. And last but not least, that website that I quoted that from was updated in August 25th of 2014. This is the website that they want us to see. That's how it works. They're only going to show us what they want us to know, what's going on in China. And if you decipher it correctly, you can figure it out. According to the BBC News, on 6 October of 2017, when this article came out, the Communist Party Congress, How China Picks Its Leaders. The party has 2,300 delegates. Although only 2,287 have been elected to attend, with the report suggesting the remaining 13 delegates were disqualified because of improper behavior. Behind closed doors, those CPC delegates will elect a powerful central committee which has about 200 members. Like they said, it is not democracy. These people decide who they want in their party, just like the Nazis did. You're either part of the party. If not, they take care of you. It's that simple. World Atlas, another one where you can go on 6 October of 2017. Are there elections in China? Contrary to popular misconceptions, China does actually hold elections. Overview of the elections in China take place under a hierarchical electoral system where the leaders at the different levels are elected differently. The first step involves a direct election of the local people's Congress. Direct election of the local people. Hey, 89 million. Where's the 1.4 billion? That simple. 89 million people vote because they're part of the Communist Party. They have no skeletons in their closet. They are remarkable achievement people, not normal citizens of China. And so they get to vote. So if you went to vote today and you pulled the lever, filled out the dots, whatever you did, feel fortunate because you have the opportunity, like every single citizen in America, to vote. With that, we're going to go ahead and move on to the Bonehead Award, which is one of the greatest of all greatest boneheads. Enough said. After the steel mills fell, it just all crumbled. 
I'm third generation. I've worked at steel mill for a year and a half. And now the steel mill ain't even there. This is just the way of the world. China is an economic rival to the United States. It does export, it does manufacture, and yes, it takes American jobs. We want to see China rise. China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. I mean, I, you know, they're not bad folks, folks. I believe then, and I'm even more convinced now, that a rising China is an incredibly positive development. China has made remarkable, remarkable strides. ABC News investigation this morning into Joe Biden's son, Hunter, and questions about money he made from foreign business dealings while his father was vice president. And did Joe Biden allow it? We're talking about millions of dollars in at least two countries. Did you talk about China no. or your deal with China? No. A 12-hour flight over? No, no, of course not. That never came up? No. Less than two weeks after that trip, BHR Partners was launched, a private equity firm funded in part by Chinese banks. He has come forward and said it was a mistake on his part to be on the board. My son's business dealings were not anything where everybody that he's talking about. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. Hunter Biden holds an equity stake in a company that's taken over a billion and a half dollars in loans from the Chinese government. This is obviously an issue. What they said is China would prefer Joe Biden. China and Iran. China and Iran. China and Iran want to see Donald Trump's defeat. And they're looking for ways to make that happen. China is a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. The growth of China is overwhelmingly in our interest, and there's much more to come. And now the steel mill ain't even there. Never in my lifetime have I heard any politician on any level in this country speak more about another country and the advantages of that other country over ours until Joe Biden ran for president. And all the gurus are right there with him. This is the problem that we face today. And I pray to the Lord Jesus Christ, if it is his will, that this man and the corruption elite of these people do not take power in this country. I'll say it now. If they do, Within 10 years, this country will be communist. Guarantee you, they will not care any longer about the Constitution and our government system that we have in place today. They will destroy it overnight. That's what they do. They destroy the country that put them in the position that they're in so that they can become the power of the country that they want to create. Needless to say, if they do this and they get elected, China will come after them because they don't have in them to do what China does killing millions of people that are against their Communist Party. Do the research. This is the truth. And if you think for a second that will not happen in America, you need to think again. We are on the verge, the verge of collapse of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And I guarantee you, millions of people will pay the price 
if that power-hungry party becomes in charge of this country. So hopefully you voted for America and you didn't vote for China. This is the gunny out.